Sir. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Many are looking at the condition in our country today, and they're seeing it unravel in ways that they would never, ever have dreamed. When I was 10 years old, I was a patriot from the very beginning. I loved America's songs, America the Beautiful, the Star-Spangled Banner, and uh, all of those great songs. And I knew every word of them. And I love them in my heart. I have more red, white, and blue ties and uh, uh, clothes than anybody could possibly imagine. My wife says, enough is enough. And I agree. Because quite frankly, friends... America's colors are fading very rapidly. But why are they fading? And is there anything that you and I can do to restore the color until Jesus comes? That's really the uh, picture that we have here today on Viewpoint with an, a, a guest who is uh, going to surprise you, I think. I'm looking at his smiling face in a convertible car. Uh, it looks to be on the West Coast, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at his smiling face here. He's got a lot of polish to his name. In fact, he is the head of a company that is the largest car polishing company in the world. The largest car polishing company in the world, and you may even know his name before I tell you. His name is McGuire, Barry McGuire. He says the poverty and persecution model around the world seems to be working exceedingly better than the peace and prosperity model in America to turn people's hearts to God. While the church is imploding in America, it's exploding everywhere Christians are persecuted. So God, he says, it seems is allowing the current destruction of America to encourage Americans to begin trusting him with their whole hearts. He says, we seem to know the scriptures, we just don't believe them, and therefore we don't really believe God. Can you imagine that message coming from the head of the world's largest car polishing company? Well, it is. Barry McGuire joining us today on Viewpoint to talk about how you and I can have our lives reignited and reignited for the purpose of reigniting our country for the Lord on the near edge of the second coming. Barry, it's good to have you on the program. Chug, great to be with you. Uh, what an honor and privilege. And uh, just technicality, we're not a polishing company, we're a polishing company. So we're, we, we make car wax. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, And you're... then everybody else can wax their cars with car <laughs> We've got to get the right labels on things. Absolutely. You're absolutely, absolutely. right. You, you know, God's concerned about the same thing. Because he <laughs> says, you guys keep misusing my word. I give oh. you my word, and oh. you completely change it. You you shift oh it into something else, Crazy. and uh, I don't want to do that. Boy, it's so true. <laughs> it is so true. And it is true. The most basic of scriptures, we we believe. I had just spoke to a large group last week. I said, do you believe they all said, yeah, 90%. I said, well, 
why is it that eighty percent of you are living in fear? <laughs> if you believe, if you really believe Proverbs three five, and ninety percent raise their hand, more than ninety, almost everybody in the room. I said, you really believe? Trust the Lord with your heart. Oh yeah, you live by it. Yeah, yeah. Then why are eighty percent of you living in fear? There's a disconnect here. Well, the Bible <laughs> says that fear has torment, which means that uh, Americans and even Christian Americans are tormented today oh, man, because man. of a lack of genuine faith. Uh, it just breaks your heart. It just how is it possible in the United States? America, the most prosperous, generous nation in the world, this great country God's raised up, and we've just turned our back and turned our back and turned our back, and now even the Christians are cowering and hiding and afraid of what the next day is going to hold. Well, an article just came out in the Epic Times, Uh, it was a a full-page spread saying that uh, pastors are uh, actually shrinking in terror from their own congregations, afraid of their own people uh, to tell the truth about uh, life from God's viewpoint. And uh, that really is right at the heart of what's going on in our country, isn't it? Well, it really is. And we have an Oxford scholar that tracks all these statistics. And there, I mean, there's so many you can use, but over half of pastors are, are considering quitting the ministry as of right now, over half. And the more startling one that comes from Pew Research, who studied 50,000 sermons from 6,000 churches and found that only 10% of our sermons are even mentioning salvation. Only 10%. Mm-hmm. So the days of when we can say, go to church and you'll learn about God, 90% of the time they will not learn about God. They'll learn something much different. Than well, only 20% of our pastors are admitting that they never talk, that they're the only ones who really teach or preach anything about the issues of our time oh, uh, because they're afraid of what will happen uh, with their congregation. So exactly. this is so interesting, Barry, because you and I have discovered that we have threads that unite our lives, sew our lives together from coast to coast in ways that we would never, ever have believed. Absolutely fascinating, Barry. Well, it really is. You and I have been blessed to be brought up in in, in a sound church under sound teaching. We've, we, we understand righteousness and holiness that's core part of our lives. And we've held to it. I, I often talk about Jim Dobson. You and I both love Jim. And Jim, I love him because he's never wavered. Right. You know, so many of the people you and I have watched over the years have wavered. Right. And they've fallen back, and they're now proclaiming things they used to preach against. It's, it's, it, it is apostasy. It's in times, uh, for sure. I mean, when yeah. you see apostasy in our churches like we are. So, so I just say it's, it's time for us to each take personal responsibility for ourselves. We All right, Barry, what what may seem strange, though, is that on this end, a lawyer should have been called to leave the practice of law at the height of his career to plead an ultimate cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. And then yeah. you heading up a polishing company. Did I get that right? A polish well, company. company, a polish a company. company. There we go. A car <laughs> wax company. There it is. A car wax company. Uh, called to now use all of those experiences to uh, plead a similar kind of cause uh, in the land. God certainly has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Well, he really does. And, you know, there was a time when I thought I should leave my business and go into full-time, quote-unquote, full-time ministry. And I prayed the really the most fervent prayer of my life of the year was 1976. Mm-hmm. And I've been sharing my faith and doing more and more ministry. 
And I thought the God was leading me into, this, again, a quarter-to-quarter full-time ministry. And I prayed. I said, God, if you want me to do that, I will do it. If I walk away from my business, I'm the only third-generation leader that can lead my business, but I will leave it if that's what you want me to do. I'll do I just want to be where you want me to be. But you almost have to speak to me in an audible voice. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say you have to. I said, you almost have to. You know? it's, I just, it was a big change, challenge for me. And if I was going to do it, I want to make sure it's God's voice. And then right. 20 minutes later, you know the story. But this guy walked in my office uh, from my church. I'd never met. I saw him from a distance. He spoke from the platform a couple of times. I knew he's a missionary kid my age, but grew up in Africa. And here he's in my office I, without being invited. And he walks in and says, hey, Barry, how's it, how's it going? And I made a snap decision. He wasn't into cool cars and shiny paint finishes. All right, so you're going to have to hold the rest of that story till after the break, Barry. Can you do that? That part. Friends, you definitely want to get this exceedingly inspirational book for you. That's what it is. Ignite your life. $15 will put this $20 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Our guest today, Barry McGuire, is the founder president of Ignite America, has weekly podcasts, daily features, over 900 Christian radio stations, but he also has headed up the largest car wax company in the world, McGuire's. McGuire's Car Wax, and he's joining us here today and was telling us a little bit about the story about how God began the ignition of his life in 1976. But what Barry does not know yet is that in 1976, the Lord did the same thing with me and said, I want you to run for the state legislature in California, something I had never, ever, 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 ever thought of doing, and God used that as a catalyst to begin to move me toward what I'm doing today here on Viewpoint. Barry, our lives and the timing of it is so amazing, it's exciting for me to share it. Well, it really is. It it, it is exciting. I mean, God has spoken to you and I over, and he does it to all of us. All you have to add, the the one thing you and I have in common, he has our hearts, and we want to do what he wants us to do. And in this case... He sent this man into my office, and he he was asking me, uh, just how's it going? And I started talking to him about um, uh, faith-sharing experiences. He looked at me, he says, God's given you a wonderful ministry here, hadn't he? Mm. Well, I, I, oh, my goodness, like Twilight Zone in the background. I said, why would you say that? He said, well, the people you're reaching, a pastor could never reach, but a, as a businessman, you can. And he gave me this line, 1976, folks, it's obvious that your business is your pulpit. By the way, that was wow. our nation's bicentennial. Wow, yes. <laughs> 200th anniversary, 1976. That's important. 
It's, it is my, so I, I, I'd seen them interacting and overlapping, but I didn't see them one and the same. Uh huh. And he was telling me they're the exact same as there's no separation. For us folks, there is nothing secular in our lives. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, there's nothing secular. I'll go into that more as we go into this program, but everything is, 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 is spiritual, the way he speaks to us. So I said to him, I can't, I can't believe this. I just prayed this. I just prayed this uh, prayer not 20 minutes ago. He said, well, that explains it. I said, explains what? He says, I just drove missionaries off, dropped my missionaries off at the Orange County Airport. I was driving up Red Hill, which is the closest street, Main Street to my office in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to me and said, go see Barry McGuire. And I said, wait a minute, I don't know this guy. And he kept at me, and it's, I turned the corners. I'm coming to your office. I'm saying, I, I, I'll make a fool of myself. I don't even know what kind of business he's in. I saw the, he saw the name on the on the on the building and recognized it as the name from church. That's all he knew, nothing else. Mm-hmm. He said, when I walked into your office just now, my heart was beating in my throat. I didn't know what to say, but but how's it going? You know. <laughs> now, what if he had not been obedient? Right. That simple question, that simple question was used by God to ignite something far more profound and lasting in your life. Oh my goodness. My, my, my life could have been a disaster. I had a, I had a man come up to me last week at a meeting where I was speaking. He said, my dad didn't have Dave McNutt and he made the bad decision and he was a failed pastor his whole life when he should have been a businessman. He, he missed the call. Mm. And I thought I could have missed the car because I I just wanted to do what God would, but but He sent this man and interrupted me. It kept me on track. And then from then till now, we were a tiny little business at the time. We were just starting into the retail market, mainly buffing cars and garages and stuff. Oh, so you and did? Pol- you forward, did get involved I, in polishing cars? Oh well, yeah, <laughs> using our products, demonstrating products how right. everybody else should be using the products. I did do that. Yes, yeah, of course. Okay, and. Uh, so, uh, you know, what's happened since then, but it's happened secondarily to my, my every day has been, how do I move people closer to Jesus? How do I use my business? Even when they turn me down, and they turn me down many times in the early days, they didn't want my business. But I just loved them. And anyway, my goal was, I want to, whether they bought my product or not, I want to move them closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when that becomes your mentor, when that becomes your zest for life, when that becomes your reason for being, you're living for God's purpose. And when you're living for God's purpose, Romans 8, 28 says, that's when this clicks in. Mm-hmm. You love me and live for my purpose. And I promise you, from now until you get to heaven, I will make everything in your life work together for good. He means that, folks. But you have to do, he says, for two things. It doesn't just happen automatically. You have to love him, really love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and love him as your first love. And, of course, when you do that, you do the first work. If you love God, you'll tell people about him. We always talk about whatever you're excited about. If you're not excited about God, you're not talking to people about God. So that that's kind of a little self-test for yourself right now. If you're not talking about God, how is your relationship with God? Interesting. Okay. So let's let's make a leap for those who can't stay tuned for the entire program today. Uh, let's make a leap now from having established what we have, a little bit of background here, and you went into the retail business, but now all of a sudden, so to speak, you've taken this tremendous, uh, shall we say, blessing that God has given you in the business world and now you've catapulted that into a ministry called Ignite America. Tell us briefly what that's about. 
You know, the same guy that uh, that told me uh, my ministry, my, my, my business, my pulpit, came back 24 years later. I had not seen him for 24 years. And he got together and he said, God, I was reading the the prayer of Jabez. Do you know this book? Well, at the time it had just come out, I'd never, never heard of it after uh-huh. that. But three months later, I think everybody had read the prayer of Jabez. He said, I read it and God told me, come back and tell you, I'm going to expand your territory and I'm going to give you a ministry separate apart from your business. Mm. In the next seven years, our little hundred-year-old family business doubled in size. We went global. Our TV show, Car Crazy, went all over the world. It just went nuts. And um, we ended up uh, starting this ministry from from, from that direction, uh, started, started this ministry, uh, which we knew was, from the beginning was going to be to te- teach people, teach ordinary people how much fun it is to share your faith. It's not the drudgery and the sweaty palms and the, and I don't know what to say and I have all the fear and all this. Forget all that. It's none of that. It's so much, it's the most fun thing you do when you do it God's way. That's just love on. All right. Well, Barry, unfortunately, though, you revealed in your book that when you married Karen, like when I married Kathy, uh, you and I were kind of uh, very shy. Now, people can't relate to that now. <laughs> But we were very shy, and our wives were kind of like the uh, the public face of, of who we were. And uh, so people would listen to you now and say, oh, yeah, uh-huh, sure, sure. It's easy for you because you're this dynamic uh, character that's uh, bigger than life. And, uh, of course, you can share your faith easily. Yeah, there's two things that happen. One is he didn't say go into the world, all you who have a certain type of personality. Hmm. Uh, we have a website, igniteamerica.com, and we interview types of all, every type of person, quiet, loud, ethnic, whatever. Everybody's having a blast. And quite frankly, the most most aggressive face shares are, are new converts. And they're of all, well, that's all true. types of personalities. They have no Bibles and no training, but they're just, they just love God. And because he's their first love, they just go out and or share their faith with everybody. So the notion that you have to be like Barry McGuire's, that's absurd. Well, you know, that's exactly what happened in the recent film called The Jesus Revolution that came out. Those people uh, in that day, in the 1970s that you and I passed through there in California, uh, they were not uh, educated in the faith. They were not theologians. They came to Jesus and they just, it it was like uh, everything went viral. It was like the early church. Yeah, it was. It was. We were there. Karen and I were in the tent back with Chuck Smith back in those days. So we Are you kidding me? The other thing is, people say, well, look, Barry, come on. you got a beautiful wife. you got a family. Mm-hmm. you got, you got this business. you got cars. Why would you not be happy? But the book will explain how we have gone through hell so many times. How could you and have we run had through our joy hell? In spite of it. We, how, we what had do you mean you ran through, through hell? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, we did. What's the address? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Well, hell, hell is not a place, is it? Mm. <laughs> it? It is wherever you are. If you want to allow it to eat you alive, everybody has these hard times. Yeah. But folks, when you've been uh, declared uh, that you're dying and you're in the hospital, uh, what's your reaction? What's your reaction? When you've been told that your 49 year old daughter just died, uh, what's your reaction? When you're told that you're you're 65 years old and your joint venture partner who owns half your company has taken over your board and they're going to throw you out of your business the next day, what's your Mm, reaction? mm, mm. It's called betrayal, isn't it? 
Well, there's all kinds of that. that those are just the highlights. I mean, I've had so many bad things come against us. But fortunately, we learned early on that this world is not ours. You know, we live for God. And when we live for God and His purpose, He makes everything right. So at those times, when I would have my back to the wall, I said, God, I ask you for nothing. This is, what, this is my answer. I ask you for nothing. I'm not praying the prayer of faith. God, help me. I just say, God, I ask you for nothing because of two things. You know I live for your purpose every day. I tell everybody I'm with about you. I live for your purpose. You know that. And I know you honor your word. You yeah. tell us in Romans eight twenty eight when we live for your purpose, you'll make everything good. You'll make the path straight. All right. It doesn't yes, mean that every everything's time. going to be wonderful and everything's going to be cool on the easy road all the way, does it? Well, you know, God's version of good and our version of good are vastly different. His version of good has to do with winning souls. How can he use us to get as many people in heaven as he can possibly get there? And sometimes it's even in death, you know. had a dear lady that passed away in pain, and I couldn't understand why God allowed her to die in pain for weeks in the hospital from cancer. couldn't understand. I was mad at God. I went to the funeral mad at God until I heard three nurses get up. And each one tell the same story, their version of the same story, that how they didn't have anything to do with God until they met Mrs. D'Amato. And they saw her pain, and they saw her joy, and they decided they wanted to have what she had. You never one, one know. Nurse said on, on the, one nurse said, on the day she died, I was walking by the hallway, and I could hear her singing hymns. Wow. You know, you quote over and over again in your book, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your yeah. heart. Lean all not your to your own understanding. In all your yeah. ways acknowledge him, and he yes. will direct your path. You know, those words come very easily, but the reality is that most Christians have never come to the place where they truly believe it. Well, that's so true, and, and we can't do it on ourselves. You know, this whole thing of if somebody's in need, and he's like, "Well, just you just got to trust God more." You know, like mm-hmm. it, it just it sounds so righteous, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Trusting God is not something we do in our own strength. We get everything from God. It's a gift from God. So, how do we get the gift of trust? We get it effortlessly, and how do we do that? By living for Him. Exactly. We live for Him. So, trust so is the fruit. Of our living yeah. for Him exactly. and obeying Him, exactly. that's you why we you used trust to. Enough. You, you try to trust, and you, it's like I'm not going to have another bad thought. But you have another bad thought. I, I'm going to trust it. Yet, and in James one, he says, if you're praying, folks, and you're wavering, if you're if you have fear in the midst of your prayers, don't expect to receive anything from me. You're like a wind-driven uh, wave. You're like you're mm-hmm. unstable all your ways. So. This point is, yes, we need to trust him with our whole heart, but how do we get there? He'll direct our steps if we trust him with our whole heart. He pours out his blessings over and over. He answers our prayers, James 1, if we trust him with our whole heart. The way to trust him with our whole heart is is to live for him all in. You can't be 90% just all in. God, I'm going to serve you and love you. And I'm going to tell her, I'm going to shout your message, but I'm going to do it by loving on people, not shouting mm. at people, not pointing fingers, just love on well, people. Well, that's right, because a man convinced against his will will be of the same opinion still. Oh, wow. There's got to be strong. something else going on there. And you yeah, and I, yeah. were we grew up in a time when the song Trust and Obey meant something and was sung yeah. in our churches. Trust and obey. 
For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Here's what it says. When you do his good will, he abides with you still and with all who will trust and obey. Now, it's go. very simple, and uh, but it's so hard because our flesh doesn't want to trust. Well, no, and it's almost like the law: trust and obey. I, well, how do I do that? <laughs> do you know what the you know what the most hated word in the church is today? Obey. It's deemed a four letter word. I have had <laughs> dozens and dozens of pastors on this program who have admitted that. Yeah. The one thing that Jesus said is going to please him, we say, no, that's not for me. So here's the, here's the bottom line real quick for folks that won't stay with this long. How do we get trust? We we have to get that place, but it comes from God. How do we get it? He tells us in Isaiah 43.10. Do you know there's actually scripture that tells us why he wants us to share our faith? Isaiah 43.10 says, Thus saith the Lord, I appointed you as my witness so that you will know. I, if I was God, I'd say, I appoint you as my witness so they will know. No, he's not using you. His, he's spending full time with you folks. Every one of you listening to me right now, he spends full time with you. He never leaves you. And he's appointed you as a witness so that you will believe. Because when you open up, when you love on people, and don't read a script, but just love on people, God does wonderful things. There it is. We'll be right back, friends. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcasts live and archive. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. You know, today is so exciting to be able to uh, join with Barry McGuire to talk about things that matter the most. You know that that's what we do every single day in different ways. But today is more exhortational. It's not analytical. It's exhortational because we have to do something. We have to be part of God's answer to, to the very prayers that we pray concerning our country. And our guest today, Barry McGuire, says that uh, we, we have to live by faith, and our lives have to be ignited. Now, as I'm thinking about the word ignited, I know, Barry, that the car that you're sitting in, in the picture on the front of this page, uh, of this book, will go nowhere unless you turn the ignition. In other words, the engine has to be ignited. Exactly. We've got a lot of professing Christians out there, probably the majority, who are sitting there in, shall we say, f- faith cars that are going nowhere because their engines are not ignited. So true. And so, so true. your whole book is to give us inspiration now to be God's answer 
to the issues of our time, uh, we can't we can't solve these problems by elections, can we? Well, we really can. And if we want to get right down to basics, folks, you here sharing your faith, and uh, you know, I don't want to do that. And I, 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 I haven't been trained enough. We have all these excuses, <laughs> but that's all they are is excuses. Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciple by your love. That doesn't get you out of your comfort zone. If you're a Christian, you love on people. When you love on people, don't worry about what you're going to say. Mark 13, 11 says, don't plan in advance. I thank God for all the evangelists of Fruits. I really do. Millions of people have been saved by them. God bless all those, but most of us will not go to evangelism programs. And yet again, the most... Well, the it most might be better if we don't go to evangelism Christians. programs. What's that? He said it might be better if we don't go to evangelism programs because well, I don't evangelism is a we went, program. Yeah, we went, we, went, <laughs> we went through the evangelism programs. I thank God for them. But, but what took the pressure off of me was I didn't have to recite anything. I didn't have to go. have any points. And I just wanted to love on people. And here's the fun, folks. When you get out of your, you don't get out of your comfort zone. You stay in your comfort zone. You just talk to people. You can love on people. And when you love on people, God is salvationing them. His love is salvationing us. And when we talk about the view, he's salvationing them. We're his conduit. Every conversation is a spiritual conversation with your wife or the person in the store, wherever. You love on them. Your goal is to move them closer to Jesus. And when you do that, they will sense the Holy Spirit will confirm with them that your love is real, they're starving for love. Eighty percent of Americans are starving for love. They, they, they so want to know where God is. They sense you're real. They open up. You cannot believe it, folks. Within five minutes, most of them will open up and tell you things they won't tell their best friends. And here's the best part. When that happens, Luke 12, 12 tells you, he'll give you the Holy Spirit, will give you the words to say. And all of a sudden, you're saying things, you're repeating scriptures, bringing out of remembrance you may not even thought of them for years. And all of a sudden, you're saying words, you see the person in front of you changing, and you understand God is speaking through you. Mm-hmm. He's using you. You're exactly where he wants you to be. That is intimacy with God, folks, that you can't have any other way. Let me tell you, and that's why he says, when you do that, when you experience the life I've given you, I've prepared for you, you will believe. And he didn't say that you'll believe more. He says, I appoint you as my witness, so you will believe. You will know. You will understand that I am God. Most of you have never experienced that even one time. I experience it every day. And every time I walk away, I see Jesus smiling at me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not my joy. I just gave Jesus joy. And that puts a bounce in my step. And every day when you do that, it ignites your life. And that's the name of the book. Well, at our age, we need to have a bounce in our step, don't we? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. It's so much fun. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Which means that... uh, uh, to get real practical, if you're eating out and a waitress or waiter is serving you, that is a God-given moment. I seize almost every one of those moments. One of the things that I do is ask a person if they know what their name means. Do you know what oh, your what? name means? And sometimes <laughs> they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes I know what their name means. Yeah. And uh, so it gives an opportunity, oh, you actually care for me. 
You yeah. actually think I'm more than just a, a nameless waiter out there. And so That's it gives right. you an opportunity. You so go to true. the post office. And, uh, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. You go in the post office, and I stand there in the line 20 feet back where everybody else is in line, and the postal gal at the at the uh, uh, counter calls out my name. Why is she calling out my name? Because for years I've been sharing with her and showing how I care for her and her family. So, you know, yeah. every single place we go now that doesn't mean we're always going to lead somebody ultimately uh, to make a commitment to the lord at that time but it might be somebody else that follows up right well yeah i call it a team sport it, it takes the go. average person somewhere sometimes up to 20 encounters before they accept the lord you just want to be you want to move everybody every day closer to jesus and when you get that rare opportunity and i mean it is rare when you actually lead in the lord you know many people before you you're 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 part of a team and you're the last person to help them lead them across the finish line but but it is a, it is a team sport and we have to get off this thing of get them saved on a timeline that puts the pressure on us. Exactly. You're pushing and you're, it's a sales pitch. Forget all about that. Just, I have some people that have been, that I've been, I call it chumming, like uh, going out deep sea fishies, throw out fish, mm. get the bigger fish. I have chum lines going off in all directions and some of them have been going up for 20, 30 years. I, I had one the other day, a friend from uh, Chicago called me. He says, Hey, Jack is in the, is in a hospice bed. He's dying, and he told his wife he needs to talk to you. I knew what that was about. So I mm. called Jack. I said, hi, Jack. How's it going? Act like I didn't know. He said, oh, Barry, I'm not doing well. I'm in a hospice bed. And I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. I said, Come on, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I'm dying. So what are you, why are you calling me? Well, you, I think I need to talk about God. I mean, I, you've always shared with me. Tell me about God. So I did, and within 10, 12 minutes, I led him to the Lord. And I had him pray. I had him pray the second time to read it. So I said, "Jack, you and I are going to spend eternity in heaven. Can you believe that?" And he laughed. He died a few days later. It took me about ten, twelve minutes. No, no, it took me fifty years. Fifty years. There you go. 50 so it's an investment years of loving on him, and without pressure. And he gave no response. He just listened. I never, I never push anybody. I never offend anybody. I'm just always there. I mention God. I make sure every single person I come in contact with knows I'm a Christian and I love on them. You know, I sense Barry that you're more excited. I think every listener sense that you're more excited about uh, sharing Jesus than you were about promoting McGuire's. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, yeah, I, I, I. I love my business. I love shiny cars. I, I mean, I love my business. I was at a car show yesterday and loving on people on Sunday and fabulous cars. I know that's a big part of my life. I, I love movies. I love eating. I love resorts. I love my beach bum. I have all those passions, but all that's going away. It's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. We see Jesus face to face. That's God. You and go. you know what, folks? A hundred years from now, the only thing that's going to matter Hear me on this. A hundred years from now, the only thing that's going to matter is how many people are in heaven because of your influence. Mm -mm -mm. So influence is a big word. Influence is a huge word. It's not just what you say. It's the influence that your life has. It reminds me of uh, an old saying, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. 
Now, what's done isn't getting somebody to uh, make a confession of faith just because you spoke to them so you can knot your belt in pride and say, look what I did. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about your life investment, your influence, which reminds me uh, of a fella, I think probably my most famous, I'm, I'm, I'm not a movie addict, but I went to see a film called Chariots of Fire. Years ago. In fact, I have seen it probably six, seven times. I've shown it to all my grandchildren because I want them to be inspired by it. And here's Eric Little, uh, Scotland's uh, fastest, whatever it was. uh, And uh, uh, he, he stands alone, even loving God more than his country. He's going to obey God more than his country, and things work out. God makes it possible for him to run there in the 1924 Olympics. So in the preparation for that, his sister, who is a very religious uh, Christian woman, thought that Eric was just way off board spending time running. And she says, "This no, you, you need to be about the kingdom business. He says, I am. He said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Yeah. And then you hear that, that uh, music welling up of chariots of fire. And it's so amazing because through that, his life influence was multiplied a million times more than it would have been if he had not run. Yeah, yeah. So true, so yeah. true. The, the car hobby for me, there's 30 million car guys in the United States, just mm. in the United States. Our products are sold worldwide. Wow. Uh, so there's millions of people who know who I am, that have I just stayed in ministry, uh, it would probably would have been something you could give less than that. So I have people right. that are watching me that I have opportunity to, to, to influence. And you know, every one of you listening to us right now has influence. You have influence. It may be over a smaller number or a larger number, it doesn't matter, but whoever you have influence over, you're responsible for those folks. Mm-hmm. And not, you can't get them saved, but, but, but you need to move them closer. They need to understand who God is. And that's, that's our great responsibility to do that. And well, without a timeline, just forget the timeline, forget any pressure, just love on them. Just love on them and don't notch, like you say, notch on the gun barrel. You know, just forget it. It's not, it's not about getting a scalp. Yeah. It's about loving people. Make well, we don't save a single them. person, do we? Only God saves people. Absolutely. And uh, so we're, we're influencers for his kingdom. We'll be right back after this, uh, friends. you got to get a copy of Barry's book, Ignite Your Life. $15. We'll put this $20 book in your hands. Saveus.org. Right on the website, saveus.org. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. 
But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Barry McGuire, our guest today, says that the gravity of our current situation and the clarity of Scripture collide in the book of Matthew, where Jesus says you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. He said, we the church have allowed the destruction of America, and the only way to change our environment is to ignite Christians, to ignite America with revival one person at a time. What you did not know, Barry, is that my book, Renewing the Soul of America, came out in 2002, and the subtitle is One Person at a Time, Beginning <laughs> with You. Can you? Isn't this amazing? Oh, I mean, there's so much between you and me and our history. I mean, we began in Pasadena, California. You began in Pasadena, California. We began in the same denomination. Uh, we knew some of the same people. Uh, just over and over and over again, God has a sense of humor, and it's fun just to talk about it, isn't it? Well, it really is. And let's boil down to that for just a second. I, the way I look at it... Um, each one of us can look at it and say, you know, I can't change the world. Um, and that's true. I now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you mocking me when I chose the name Save America Ministries for uh, this program? No, no, I'm, I'm adding to it. I'm adding okay. to it. Hold well, on. good, stay because a me. professor of me. mine asked me at Lake Avenue Congregational <laughs> Church there in Pasadena, what are you doing, Chuck? And he says, well, uh, I, I, I formed a nonprofit called Save America Ministries. And so here was his response. Well, at least you didn't bite off more than you could chew. <laughs> well, I want to put it down in, in, in a bite-sized uh, piece right quick. First off, over 80%, this is incredible, over 80% of the people around us are unchurched. Mm-hmm. Um, they know the world's out of control. They, they're, at this point, wanting to believe there's a God. They're looking for somebody to tell them, and get this, they already have a Christian in their life that they trust. So we could ignite America the revival in 30 days if we wanted to. I mean, this is not Mission Impossible. We can do this, okay? Now, I start off by saying we can't change the world. None of us can change the world, but we can change our worlds. Mm. Okay? Very interesting. And if each one of us, there's 30 million of us that love the Lord. If each one of us change our worlds, if a million of us would change our worlds, we could change the world. Well, we 12 can. disciples change, turn their world upside exactly. down. Exactly. So the point is, stop worrying and getting all twisted over what's going on in Washington, D.C., or your state capitol, or whatever. You can't change that. There's nothing new. Why stop Stop worrying about it? The, the most, see, the problems we have, folks, are not political, and they're not racial. Those are aftermath. They're symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's like Teen Challenge. Exactly. I love Teen Challenge. Supported 50 years. Drugs are not the problem. <laughs> it's the symptom of the problem. You exactly. So our problem is that when you move away from God, either as an individual or as a country, the further away you get from God, the more chaos you have, the more disunity, the more hatred, the more crime, so on and so forth. Right. The, the closer you get to God, the more in sync with God are, the more unity, the more love, the more peace and joy and happiness. The problem is not in Washington or in the minds of men, the problem or ratio. The problem is we need to get America 
back to God. That's exactly. So I right. would argue passionately that the most the most fervent patriotic thing you can do is focus on moving everybody around you closer to Jesus. When they come to Jesus, the scales will fall off their eyes. Satan is blinding them. Even our founders said that. Even our founders said that. Yes. They're blinded. They they don't see the truth anymore. They can't see what we see, so they're passing these insane laws. But you can get hateful at these people, or you say they're lost. But by the grace of God, I could be one of them. We have to stop hating people and shaking our finger and, and, and start sharing the love of God. If we start becoming God's people and voice and love and action, and we start everybody we're with, move everybody closer to Jesus, check, you know, as well as I do, we can change America. We can change. We can make a difference. You can make a difference. Well, you are changing America. One person at a time. One person at a time. We're doing that here on this program. Believe it or not, it's been 28 years we've been doing this. You know, people ask me, Barry, well, uh, do you ever miss uh, the practice of law? As a trial lawyer, do you ever miss the practice of law? And I say, well, not really, because I am practicing law. I'm practicing the law of God and pleading the cause of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to make your book available again, and then I'd like to just chat briefly, since uh, you are the car guy, and you have the, the largest car polish country, car wax, <laughs> car wax. You sort of, you know, evangelistically speaking, yes. Yeah, evangelistically <laughs> speaking. Okay. So we're in the, the world. Selling, no, to be so, real specific, we're the number one selling car wax in America. There you and go. in a lot of countries around the world. They don't keep records on that globally, so nobody knows who's the overall number one. But we're oh, number okay. one in a whole lot of countries yeah. around the world. Okay, so you want and to be honest. that's all happened by just trusting God and following him and allowing him to take care of the business while I'm focusing on moving people closer to Jesus. All right, so in just a moment, I, I, I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, we've danced around a little bit, and let, let's do that. The book, friends, Ignite Your Life. Defeat Fear with Everless Faith, and uh, it's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. All right, Barry, uh, what is it that's so unique about mcguire's um well we don't do this in our advertising but we are a christian company my grandfather started uh formulating he was not a chemist and god just gave him inspiration to make a prayer he was he was he was he was obsessed with creating a perfect finish on black lacquer furniture so furniture mm, polish okay and um and then he was in Indiana at the time. Over half the horses carriage manufacturers were in Indiana, all painted with black. And they started taking his furniture polish and putting it on his carriages, on, oh. their, on their carriages. Mm-hmm. And without his permission, became a carriage polish. And he moved out to California in 1913. And then 40 years later, the, the car hobby breaks on the scene and has now gone globally all over the place. The thing I'm just most proud about, and I got, I'm savvy when I see my granddad in heaven, is, and he was a godly man, loved the Lord. I have a book on sister. Systematic theology sitting right in front of me on my desk here that's, that's penciled in and written in on almost every page. You love mm. the Lord. Um, 
is that if we're known for anything, if for among car guys, if we're known for anything, it's for creating a perfect finish on black paint. Wow. That's exactly what my dad, my granddad was doing in 1901. So are there going to be any black cars in heaven? <laughs> well, now you're. You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> That's uh, going beyond faith so, to uh, who, presumption. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I can't wait. Although, you know, I say, <laughs> even so, come Lord Jesus. But then I immediately come back and say, no, wait a minute. I got too many people I'm working on that I got to get into heaven before it's too late. So hold off a little bit longer, God. <laughs> okay, so what is it about uh, your polish, your wax? that is so extraordinary and sets it apart from others. And and by the way, uh, this is not an advertisement. Uh, this is just an interest factor here. Yeah, well, it's t- too long a story. If I told you, I'd have to kill you, as they say. Oh, so, boy. We have unique, uh, very unique formulas. God's been very gracious to us. I don't want to use God as a, as a reason to sell our products. But mm-hmm. We have worked very hard at it. We're patient uh, about uh, what we do. We do it to the, to the nth degrees that we can and but uh, at the La Jolla Concours uh, on Sunday I said I found a perfect finish and the guy was sitting there finishing it off wiping and I said you know he said thank you for doing this for me for making this fine I said no no it's, o- it's only half product is half somebody having patient we have patient for make the product and you have patient for putting on the car and doing it correctly there you so go it's there a fun go. business people are passionate about their cars they get passionate about having a perfect finish in their cars so they get passionate about McGuire's car wax and I enjoy the benefit of all that, and and so it's it's a fun life. I love it dearly, but I, I tell you what, um, there's nothing like leading one soul to Jesus. I mean, if, if just one, and I and we, I've been doing it for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how many people come up to me in heaven and say. You, you you talk to me. Do you remember that time? You know, it's just like I have a truck driver driving across country right now. He call. He's about due to call me, and and he gives me his story. It was just because of a tragedy that we were put together. God opens doors. They're all around us. Every moment, you're surrounded by people who are hurting, and you don't. They don't look like they're hurting. They're smiling, but right behind their smiles, is tears and hurt. And you have that just by touching them and saying, God bless you, say something kind. They so often break down and just start crying and sharing their stories. And then God gives you the words to say, to minister to them. You see their life change. You just realize God just used you. I just, I, I, I pedal car wax. God used, you just used me to change that person's life, God. Yeah. What a privilege. Well, years ago when I was practicing law, uh, Barry, uh, I was a member of the Christian Legal Society, and there was a gentleman uh, who was the president of the Christian Legal Society. His name was Herb mm. Ellingwood. Oh, my Herb goodness. was hey, a friend of mine. He joined us here on this program, and uh, you say that's what launched you and Karen into full-time faith-sharing and ministry uh, to Ignite. He was the man. I told you that there was so much between your life <laughs> and mine that it was astounding and uh, you had no idea who I was. I only had no. a peripheral idea of who you were because a lot of my wow. acquaintances wow. had used your name. And now we've connected the dots for the kingdom my of God. Goodness. One minute on Herb Ellingwood, legal affairs secretary for Governor Reagan. Yep. Speaking of lunch at my church, we've been praying for joy. We had no joy. We're giving sacrificially. We're doing everything we can. No joy. We're saying, why? Where's our joy? I stood beside Herb Ellingwood, and for an hour... 
he tells me one face-sharing story after another, crying and laughing, whatever. He had so much joy, and I walked away. I said, God, I want what he has. And from that moment forward, we started sharing our faith. And with, and within two weeks, we, we had joy. We couldn't believe it. And then we found a scripture in John 15, 11, where he says, when you bear fruit, when you bear Christians, my joy will remain with you, and your joy will remain full. Well, wow. let's finish you up joy? with some... This is how you get it. That's exactly right. Let's finish up with some words, a quote from your book. If the word of God doesn't work during our darkest hours, it's mm-hmm. worthless. Don't let anything rob you of your joy, including whoever's sitting in the presidency of the United States, in the Congress, uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, in the World Economic Forum, any of these dudes. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is relative and circumstantial. But joy is an entirely different animal because it has nothing to do with circumstances and everything to do with your intimacy with God. I can't think of a better way to wrap up. Barry, uh, would you uh, just pray for our listeners here, uh, including those who are business people, uh, that they would begin to see what they're doing is far more meaningful, that their raison d'etre, their reason for being, is not just to polish cars or to practice law or whatever, but it's to advance the kingdom of God. Father God, I pray for everybody listening to us right now. The listenership for Chuck's program is so amazing. We're talking about dedicated Christians here who love you, Lord, but many of whom are struggling right now and fearful and, know, and knowing something's missing in their life, having no idea they're a millimeter away from having joy every day and having you use them every day to ignite their life. And it's simply doing the one thing they don't want to do, and that is share their faith. But, Lord, Father, God, we pray to help them understand that it's just love on people. That's what you told us to do. When we love on people, you do all the rest. And all the blessings come back. I pray for everybody that's listening to us right now. Your blessings will flow not only through them, but through them, Lord. Help us change America. Help us ignite America one person at a time for your glory. In every moment, every day, move everybody, every day closer to Jesus. Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, friends, it's time to get off the bench. No more bench sitters. It's time for us to realize that we are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. I hope this program today has been inspirational to you, encouraging. Uh, Ignite your life. Don't run in fear, friends. Fear has torment. It'll paralyze you. It's time to be released to do the work of of the kingdom for such a time as this. God bless, be a blessing, become a partner with us and your gifts, friends, by Faith to Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Write a check. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. You know we don't do commercial advertising because it imprisons the message. We rely upon you. God is relying upon you. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.